It's what, 26 minutes to 8 o'clock right here on your best mix of music now uh, for Capital FM. Good evening. Uh, coming to you straight from Capital FM Studios, the legal inside of Charles Gary, with my celebrity lawyer, uh, Nick Ndeda, who's had an, an experience that he never thought. But more so, our, our, uh, our guest. Our expert. Our expert. <laughs> <laughs> Our expert had to go through. <laughs> Listen, sometimes these buildings, things just happen. Mitanda in a quarter story in Oh man, those stairs. This, this, Charles, this is why. This is why it's lonely at the top. It's lonely. <laughs> <laughs> This is why. <laughs> I, I quite agree. And I'm sure Duncan, our guest, is feeling it right now. Like uh, coincidentally, right now. just as we're coming on, yeah. my pal tells me they've been called 35K <laughs> buying boys to men tickets. Oh! <laughs> Ouch. Oh, 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 oh. How okay. do you find a page on Facebook? Anyway, Let, let's start the show. That's, that's, a, that's a different conversation. We still have that conversation, <laughs> by the way, because that is what will be trending right now. <laughs> Nairobi, we, need to, we, need la- we need to latch ourselves with things like that. <laughs> My guest, of course, you know him, uh, Nick Ndeda, yeah, who's been with us since we started this show. Uh, he's a farmer. He's an entrepreneur. Uh, the other day, Junga, she was telling me also a musician. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we had an advocate of the High Court last, uh, two weeks ago, because last week was a public holiday. Yeah, yeah. And of course, 12 years of experience, uh, uh, advocate of the High Court, Duncan Degua, is into commercial work, oil and gas, which uh, is interesting. We're going to ask him those questions again. We must revisit. Yeah, we must revisit. We talked about so many things, registration services uh, in Kenya, uh, the business of rescuing, uh, whether you're sick or you're outgoing, mm-hmm. assets and liabilities mm-hmm. uh, in terms of liquidation. I'd like us to recap on that one mm-hmm. uh, very quickly. And I know one thing, uh, Mr. Nick Ndeda, yesterday yes, you were Mr. on a roll. It's just that time just went. Yeah, and in fact, I answered again that oil and gas. Let's thing. go into that one. Welcome, gentlemen. Just the other day. But before that, how yes. was your week, Nick Ndeda? Oh, okay. You traveled, <laughs> and you told me you went to Dala. No, yeah, that was the other weekend. The other weekend, yes. The funeral things, and then the other day was in Nakuru for some business. Yeah. And I've discovered Kume Nakuru ni Apatu. Our guest is from Nakuru to Nakuru. It's just here. Yeah. Just here. You can just go there and come back. Yeah, which car do you drive? Which car you drive in, brother? Yeah, Duncan. Yes, Kabisa. What car do you drive? As he smiled. <laughs> we know, but back to the oil and gas conversation. <laughs> okay, Duncan, how was your week? Yes. Uh, first of all, good evening, gentlemen. Good evening. Uh, yeah, that was quite something coming up the stairs. I've <laughs> never done that in my life. Ever. I was 19 flights 19 up. Flights up. <laughs> which is fine. Laundry house. <laughs> I, I actually didn't think I'd make it, but from ninth floor God so. God so. God so, man. <laughs> <laughs> eh, eh, eh. God so. But anyway, my week has been sour. Yes. I'm coming from a birthday weekend. I turned a year older Saturday, 3rd of June. Oh, happy birthday. Oh, happy birthday. Yeah. Like June, June. Sunday. Happy birthday. You seated there. I mean, yeah, happy fellow Gemini. June. Yeah. Yo, you're Gemini. Yeah, oh, guys, nice. Guys, yeah. I, I'm, I'm supposed to know those. <laughs> like, are, we, are we supposed to like say it out loud? Like, Secret society <laughs> things. Oh, yeah. whoa. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And did you? Yeah. He's on his own. Yeah. So good to be here. I have a client who's getting into our wind farm project. How viable is that in terms of our needs for power? Yeah, I think a majority of our power is actually uh, thermal generated. Eh? comes from what we call dams. Eh? So it's one of those alternative uh, energy producing sources. So it's in the line of solar energy. It's in the line of... Uh, but is it good business is what I'm asking, you know? Well, eh, we have a wind, 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 wind farm, mm-hmm. Lake Trukana wind project. Oh, I've been there. It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely beautiful. Yes. Yeah. So, well, uh, I mean, that that would mean that take quite of an evaluation. Mm-hmm. Because, again, um, who is your, by the time you're getting to that project, of course, you've grown through the ranks of uh, Kenya Power actually getting this mm-hmm. power from you. So it is something that is scientific. I wouldn't know whether it is profitable because I don't know how the books are looking. I don't know what kind i don't know how big a project it would be but i'm sure if it's something that they would want to do then of course they've done their maths okay and i want to believe that's something that they can venture into but uh, okay, is kenya ready for alternative energy because solar is ever since solar is expensive wind is expensive um definitely that's something that is worth trying mm-hmm. especially in our country yeah? and something like solar uh because uh, for those of us who venture into solar mm. 
as an alternative source of energy one cause of reliability depending on where you are say mm-hmm. for instance you're in a place like Naivasha where you enjoy sunshine for the better part of the year mm-hmm. that's something definitely worth doing eh? mm-hmm. and uh, if you look at even private households mm-hmm. most of them have, have actually m- embraced uh, solar because of the high cost of uh, electricity okchemshamaji mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah basically sindio solar mm-hmm. to go about uh, mm. just to uh, what Nick uh, sorry not Nick um, Duncan actually said to avoid those pitfalls that mm. sometimes this is viable I've got the finance I've got mm. the backing and all that but you're not quite sure how you're going to get into it maybe Duncan you can know, uh, get into that one uh, low wise that is yeah uh, so basically what do they have to do yeah basically that falls on the purview of EPRA the energy regulatory uh, authority uh-huh. yeah so um That's where you get all your to-dos. Mm-hmm. And uh, as always, we teach people how to fish. Mm-hmm. If you visit their website, mm-hmm. they have quite a ton of information about this kind of information. Mm-hmm. And uh, it does not only cover on uh, on wind power. Mm-hmm. It covers on uh, a hydro. It covers on all well. of them. All of them. Okay. Are there. And of course, petroleum. Mm-hmm. Because now... Um, like we said the last time mm-hmm. it consolidated quite a bit other than nuclear power mm-hmm. that's the only one that is under a different institution oh nice. yeah okay that, that's interesting mm-hmm. which we had registered mm-hmm. oh the one we talked about uh, earlier. We, the one we Charles was it. very eager to kill <laughs> that one oh okay yes <laughs> constraints of time <laughs> okay, obviously mm-hmm. let's just go back to that now you have a company yes Okay, let's talk about the business name. Are there any reporting obligations for a, biz- uh, a, a business name? Other than reporting on who is the proprietor or what is the address mm-hmm. of that biashara, mm-hmm. no other reportings that you have to do mm-hmm. uh, as compared to companies, yeah? And you're going to look at those. What uh, about Zileza uh, Kare taxes? How, how do they Of course. Um if it's uh, okay, now that goes again to the ambit of taxes. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's a sole proprietorship mm-hmm. you're not required to take out a different pin you can actually use your pin because you are so sole proprietor but if it's a partnership you're more than one mm-hmm. then you're required to actually take a unique uh, revenue oh. identifier <coughs> for the partnership for now. the partnership okay and in this regard we are talking about a business name owned by more than one mm-hmm. uh, we are talking about a limited liability partnership mm-hmm. uh, we are talking about a partnership mm-hmm. so So long as you're more than one it is important because mm-hmm. now that distinguishes you from the business. Oh, so so if you and your partner get into something mm-hmm. it should not for you must go No, actually you are required to take out yeah. uh, a revenue identifier mm-hmm. which you call a pin. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's so nice. now that's business names. What are the reporting obligations for companies? Now, uh, for companies there are things that we call event driven filings. Mm-hmm. Event driven filings is once I have registered a company mm-hmm. I can restructure that company. Mm-hmm. That would mean I would add say directors or I would uh, transfer my shares. Mm-hmm. I would allot shares if there were some that were not allotted at the time of uh, um, actually there's a distinction that I need to make here. Mm-hmm. When you're registering a company mm-hmm. you are actually supposed to issue all the shares. Remember there are times where you oh, uh, hold on yes but there are my shares twende pole pole yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know why Nick is saying okay, that go on okay. you, pole pole you, you created them <laughs> to <Yes>. give you <laughs> so why are uh, you bullying me with nothing exactly. Nick Nick is, uh, has registered a company Correct. that wants to trade with carrier uh-huh. so um when i look at the nominal capital of the company mm-hmm. i probably see that the nominal capital is about 100 100,000 kenya shillings mm. and uh, <laughs> the number of shares is 1000 <laughs> well, isn't it is a template <laughs> yes that's a template that's a template <laughs> but what people don't realize is this yeah. by the time i'm trading with you mm-hmm. then those that nominal capital at the point of incorporation mm-hmm. that is actually the company's worth mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that would mean 
that by the time you're incorporating this company, then all the shares ought to have been issued. Mm-hmm. So that should there be the need to involve other people, then the best thing would be I, g- I do a share increment and a lot more shares. That is in the event of the company's life. Okay, wait first. Uh, yes. Wait first. One expert. <laughs> it's a legal question. If we have a company yes. that has 100,000 shares yes. and it's 50-50, yes. yeah? Yeah. whether or not we've paid for our shares mm-hmm. but they've been allotted, yes. if something goes wrong in the company, my liability uh-huh. is limited to the shares I've taken up uh-huh. but I've not paid for. Now, I need to make that distinction. Mm-hmm. See, I can allot shares mm-hmm. and some can be paid Mm-hmm. Some can be unpaid. Mm-hmm. And what the company will do from time to time because of capital injection mm-hmm. is to do a, for a capital call-up. Mm-hmm. Yeah? So it's a, I'll, I'll do a cash call-up mm-hmm. and say, eh, Nick, we gave you 50% of shares, but only 25 have been have been paid I've for. Paid for. Mm-hmm. You only give so, us 25K. Yes. You go up to 25K. Uh-huh. So uh, what would happen is that uh, that would trigger something because that's a first notice that you've been given by the company. Mm-hmm. You ought to be given a second notice. Mm-hmm. In the event that you do not own the mm-hmm. unpaid shares, mm-hmm. then you are forced to forfeit those shares. To someone who can pay for the shares. Back to the company forced. for issuance. For reissuance. No, actually not forced. It's, it's just automatic. The, that's that's the operation of the law. Okay. Yes. God damn. But those stages <laughs> have to be followed. So <laughs> 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 oh, okay, Duncan, you know, he needs to take a breather. Let's take a short break. Ah, <laughs> no, no, no. Look at the time. Look at the ah, no. <laughs> 14 <laughs> minutes. 14 minutes, 7 o'clock, right? the legal inside. Of course, uh, Duncan Dego, advocate of the High Court. Nick Ndeda is just traumatized because I don't know what, what's oh, going on. Oh, Duncan, I'm Of course, your questions, what do you want to ask Nick Ndeda? Let's on 0701-984-984. 84 hashtag legal insider. Right, so on your best mix of music, 90.4 Capital FM at 13 minutes to 7 o'clock. It's Illegal Insider. Nick Ndeda getting emotional because you're... <laughs> <laughs> of course, Duncan Derua, advocate of the High Court, 12 years experience on commercial work, oil and gas, his research masters, everything to do with viabilities, quantifying or qualifying the oil or whatever we're talking about. This mm-hmm. is the man, the expert. Is the man, uh, man. Nick Ndeda, over to you, sir. We were saying, we talked to Jamsekwa Kampuni, call up shares. Now, here's the thing, and, mm. and, and this is where I think we need to lay a lot of emphasis. Mm-hmm. Whatever needs to be done has to be procedural mm. and it has to be authorized. So, when you want to, um, when you want to get rid of someone, mm-hmm. It has to be done procedurally. For instance, when we are saying Charles has not paid for his shares, you must demonstrate those notices. Mm-hmm. The first notice, the second notice, and by the time you're doing your third meeting as a board, mm-hmm. you must take cognizance of all those instances where you did a first call, you did a second call, and now, because he has not complied the first and second call, then his shares are automatically forfeited. Mm-hmm. Now, that is one instance. The other instance could be Charles can say, yes, you issued me with 50% of the shares. I'm only able to pay for 25 mm-hmm. and I'm not able to pay for the other 25. I forfeit the shares mm-hmm. in a voluntary manner. Mm-hmm. And that way now the shares go back to the company and the directors are able to are able to redistribute those uh, shares. Let me ask you um, something I'm asked a lot. How do you get uh, this is so bad. How do you get rid of a director slash shareholder with whom Now, let's give that context. If you're two of you mm. and you own a company 50-50, mm-hmm. there's no one who's getting rid of the other. Unless I'm getting rid of you as a director mm. under Section 139 of the Companies Act, which says that a director can be removed from the company before the expiry of their term. But now, it has to be qualified. Can you file a derivative action? Well, that's one. Uh-huh. But you must demonstrate, even as you go to court, uh-huh. you must demonstrate why you're removing this director. And of course, there are reasons. Are uh-huh. they bankrupt? Uh-huh. 
mm. have they missed a number of uh, meetings consecutively mm. uh, is it that they lack capacity now they are not yeah, sound mind sound, yes yeah. uh, is it that now that they're serving a jail term mm-hmm. if they're serving a jail term there's no you're going to attend these meetings mm-hmm. yeah. virtually yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so i mean it has to be qualified mm-hmm. yeah now uh, that is the instance where your equal shareholders and both of you are directors mm-hmm. now the other instance then would mean what is the quorum of a board meeting Mm-hmm. Mm. in the event that you do not have a second director if your quorum is two mm-hmm. then you have to go back again to either your articles to see are you allowed to appoint a director to bring the number to a minimum secondly does do your articles contemplate the filling of a casual vacancy now this casual vacancy is the agenda of a board meeting because Ordinarily a director is appointed by members of a company shareholders but the board of directors is given a window to appoint a casual di- to appoint a director for a casual vacancy which can only last until the next AGM or at the expiry of 6 months whichever comes first good grief Yes, whichever comes fast. Whichever comes fast. So if you say six months, so could it even be less, three months, depending on how if the AGM you, comes you, fast. You, you two, no. you, you guys decide we will be doing it every three months or every six months, or it has to be six months. Period. It has to be six months. Okay. So whichever it's comes a window fast. period so that all the investigative issues can be looked into. No, yeah. So that so, that the, that so that the shareholders have an opportunity, opportunity to to interrogate. Uh, no, to yeah. elect someone they want, to appoint someone they want. So to interrogate the outgoing mm. person. I'm just mm. saying maybe no, no, no. You're yeah. actually right. Huh? Yeah. And that brings in the second and most important uh, event mm. in a company where in whose uh, what is the agenda of a general meeting? One agenda like is actually that. that appointment of a uh, one could be a company secretary actually no secretary is a board of directors meeting it, when you're talking about shareholders it's the appointment of directors and this has become very murky not most people know when to appoint who in what meeting mm-hmm. and then we go even into the details of how long a notice did you give because if it's a general meeting it probably needs 21 days however your articles may waive a notice period to a shorter period so again refer to your memorandum and articles and look at what is your provision because most people actually do things without making reference to their memorandum and articles Nanko, I, I, i want us to bring this home mimi kuelewa sana that's mine Okay, now Charles are react react because you're saying things that I like to hear but he's not reacting. It no, means I'm thinking yes. because so I have to bring this thing because I have been in a situation where not me personally yeah, but somebody who had a, owned a company as mm-hmm. shareholders with somebody yeah. and this thing went to hell in a handbasket. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they didn't have the knowledge that you're giving us now. I wish we'd have the details of that even if it's Kimpi so that we look at it because it's going to be a scenario. Okay, sorry. I have these clients. They registered a business four of them, yes. Mm. Two of them are coming in with the money. Okay. Yeah. These other two are coming in with the expertise. Mm-hmm. So when Peter shares, I think 10%, 10%, mm-hmm. some, you know, some nominal shareholding. Mm-hmm. Once the company gets going and is doing well, these two nominal shareholders immediately on Afura, Kichwa, Pembe, ETC. Yes. They start mismanaging the company. So the expertise they are bringing to the table mm. is now even not worth the effort. Now the client is stuck at our project Uh, shareholding yao so then they can bring in a different expert and entice them with these shares because now they need the shares back naturally these two chaps don't want to surrender the shares wow so now the directors in the company they have shares more shares no they have the nominal share the nominal shareholding mm-hmm. so they're like ticks they're not leaving the company but they're not benefiting the company mm-hmm. these are the dilemmas people are dealing with on the ground so let me ask you um these four what was their shareholding like in the company 40 40 10 10 so the 40 40 are the ones who brought the money who brought in the money now that's a very interesting uh, context because if they are 40 40 10 10 it means they have a majority mm. and as a majority 
they are able to make a decision one to either retain them as directors or to appoint other people mm. and one would wonder why is directorship such a big deal in companies it is the exercise is one of the ways to exercise control in a company right and because the two of us enjoy a majority then we can put this to a vote and say we don't need so and so as a director and we just retain you as a as a shareholder you see now Mm-hmm. You retain these guys as shareholders, but they're not adding any the, value because they're, they're detrimental to the company. Because the two directors, 40-40, 10 the two big ones actually are the ones who have the mula. And these two are now not yeah. even doing the, doing the job they're supposed they're, they're, to be exa- doing can in the company. Saying, yeah. So why should they even be why participating be, yeah. in my profits? Yeah. Get out of my office. Yeah. 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 Now, that's a very interesting conversation that yeah. we're going to have. Eh? Mm-hmm. What people need to realize is this. Once you have issued shares, that is somebody's property. It's not your property. Oh. It is not. By law. Yes. In fact, for you to get that shareholder to move those shares, it can be either because they transferred the shares in a voluntary manner and actually you are supposed to swear an affidavit. Yeah. In that regard, yeah? Yeah. So no one can force you. Secondly, should that person even pass on? If those shares were not owned jointly by someone else, you have to go to court and go through they, the whole they form part of the, the estate. They form part of the estate. Wow. So what I'm about to say is probably what I, if I were a practicing lawyer, mm-hmm. I would actually charge for, is to do a share I'm mostly shouting. Let's just keep it very gentle. No, no, no. Actually, this this is important. Is to do a share restructuring. Mm-hmm. Yes, you do a share restructuring. And you can either increase. So you dilute yeah. the share. Yes. So that now, by the time we are making a decision, we don't really need your vote. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, I would advise... But would they still be entitled to... Exactly. Yes. E-profits, no shit. They would. Because remember we said, by the time this person is getting shares, that's their property now. It becomes their property. Good grief. Yes. Wow. But now, let's let's put something in the mix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's something called beneficial ownership. Mm-hmm. Where you'd find that even the 1010 guys, eh, probably is... N- this, these are just the faces. Mm-hmm. But there are people who are influencing the decisions behind the scenes. So it is important for them to declare who are the beneficial owners. But you know nowadays everyone has that both one form. Yes, and you see, it is a con- that's those those are the things that we call ongoing compliance issues. Right, but both one is that declaration yes. form the where the beneficial you, ownership yeah, form. Yeah. It's called what again? Both one. BOF one. Okay. Beneficial ownership form. Mm. So every other time, and it is the business of the company to always update the beneficial ownership register, mm-hmm. which probably we need to talk about. If time How many layers deep can you go on this beneficial ownership? Like if I if I tell you to tell Charles, to mm-hmm. tell Keru, to tell Patrick, to tell Danny to buy me shares in a company, blah. Mm-hmm. How far how far back do you disclose? You see, this this obligation is on the company. So mm. the company needs to go as deep as it can. Otherwise, if I am a government agency and I'm interested to know and I can actually investigate and mm. get to know that the beneficial ownership of this company is in the name of Nick mm. to this percentage, mm. then I can get you on non-compliance. No, but wait. You are uh, you're moving state machinery to get this information. <laughs> Bro, mainly Google. As a Okona VDCI, I'm a Haksimu. There's someone ananchungulia pale kwa bafu na camera. I don't know. Akagundua. But it is the truth. Mimi nime Google. Yeah. Na kunipiga. Yeah. Is that fair? No, no. Actually, um and 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 probably I'll share this later. Mm-hmm. We have a guide on beneficial ownership. Mm-hmm. But we need to clarify who is a reportable beneficial owner. A reportable, well, like uh-huh. yeah, a reportable beneficial owner, one, is someone who has got at least 10% in the company or with influence of 10% or more of voting rights. Mm. Another instance... That's 10% is minimum. 10%. Yeah. But you could get someone who is a beneficial owner but only wields between 0 and 9%. Those are not reportable. So you don't have to declare that. You don't oh, have to declare. Okay. And this is government just getting to know who am I dealing with? Who is doing business with who? 
You're just stealing tax loopholes. Yeah. It's, so, it's about transparency, guys. <laughs> it's about transparency. Yeah. 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 Oh, I like that. Yeah. yeah, it's about transparency. But fair enough. Mm. Fair enough. So when the scandals happen as well, we want to know. Ah, yeah. We'll come yeah, back Kenya want to know. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, this one is interesting. I've, we've never had this. I'm just writing notes down. I'm in school. <laughs> I love it. Listen up. You've just studio, of course, in studio, Nick Dada and uh, good friend Duncan Degg. We're just talking matters, registration services and shares. Mm-hmm. This is knowledge that, uh, well, Nick has knowledge about it. Kero and I, we're still uh, we're learning. We're learning about it. So uh, your questions, your questions. Do you own a company? And you, you have this guy called Nick. This is that guy called Duncan. And this lady who sits in a corner, she's got some shares and you want to get rid of them. Mm-hmm. Ask that question. And now. I could have profit kukuliko. And I could have profit kukuliko. I don't know kukuliko. Kukuliko. Okay, okay. <laughs> glove box. Yeah, Those questions we are here. Dad, you can tell what to answer your questions. What is it that you're going through? Just tell us. On 0701-984-984, hashtag Legal Insider. Legal Insider, absolutely. Take a short break, a couple of seconds to 7 o'clock with KCB Bank, the official financial partner of the 2023 WRC Safari Rally. It's happening from the 22nd to the 25th of June in Naivasha. Dial star 844 star today and get the Leaper, na KCB till uh, 522 to receive payments for free. Fill the roar with KCB for people for better, regulated by the Central Bank of Kenya. 7 o'clock, the Legal Insider continues shortly. The best mix of music, Legal Minutes to past seven o'clock, right here your best week of music in Open for Capital FM. Good evening, how are you doing? It's a legal insider coming to you live from Capital FM Studios. Uh, my celebrity lawyer Nick Deda with me. Uh, I, I know I've been shocked by a start of the show, but now the tables have turned. I've seen Nick very shocked. <laughs> how the turntables? <laughs> how the turntables? <laughs> of course, Duncan Degua, well done. I mean, you're opening up our minds. I've written so many notes today. Well, I'll produce them. I mean, I almost joined the writing notes. Man. Uh, I have to. I have to, by the way. I have to. Uh, if I show you. Anyway, uh, welcome back. And uh, your questions, Nick and Deda, you can ask. On 0701-984-984, hashtag Legal Insider. Legal Insider, absolutely. All right, the questions. Danko. Danko. From a couple of sacks shares. Yes. I say, is it okay? It's done. Can you just wind down the company bus? To put it water. Kufa deriva, kufa biria. Yeah, by the way. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, that is an option where you can actually wind up the company. We call it a voluntary strike off. Mm-hmm. So uh, basically, oh. you just make an application online and give whatever reason you see that the company has resolved to shut, and you shut down the company. But can you resolve if it's true to the board meeting? Again. It has to do with the shareholding. What kind of a shareholding do you have? Mm. If it's 50-50 and one guy says no, the other one says yes, you're stuck. You can't close that company. Hey, can I just then quit the company? Well, you can as a director, but remember... you Can I give up my shares, boss? But actually, Starkey. Dan can say something uh, uh-huh. the other time when uh-huh. we were together. He talked about the voluntary uh, strike-off. Yes. Hakuna do. Yeah, okay, but this, okay, yeah, but also yeah, there's no money, and you said now, something about that one. Mm. The partners of Mekosana, the directors, the shareholders, it's 50-50. I want to wind down. You don't want to wind down. Then I want to give you the company. Then you take the shares, take everything. Yes, of course, you can come to an agreement where you can value the company and you get your share of the value, and you step out, and the company is run solo because the law allows for a company to actually be a one-man company. Can. So can who, who can the other party force me to stay? Is what I'm asking. Well, the word is not force. Remember what we are saying is decisions made in a company are pursuant of resolutions which are reached by way of voting rights. No, no. Uh, it's 50-50. Yes. I want to wind down Kutume Kosana. Uh-huh. Yes? Yes. You don't want to wind down. Mm-hmm. I want to give you my shares. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be director. I don't want any part of this company. Is there any role you play in this decision to leave you the company? Is there anywhere you need to sign? Of Is course. there anything you need to do? Of course. So what we had, okay, now it goes back to what kind of shares do I have? So I have 50% shares, 50% of which are unpaid. Okay? Mm-hmm. So you are allotted 50, mm-hmm. but none has been paid. Mm-hmm. You can forfeit your shares mm-hmm. 
and you can and you can resign as a director so there the 50 shares go back to the company and your other partner is left in the company as the solo director shareholder mm. your second option would be to transfer shares for consideration which could be a gift amount it could be a token amount mm-hmm. right yeah much or two yeah it could be a token amount and mm-hmm. say you know what uh this thing is not working mm-hmm. or i have interest elsewhere so i'm transferring these shares to you mm-hmm. the, the 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 distinction that needs to be made between a transfer of shares and a forfeiture mm-hmm. is that you can only forfeit what is unpaid uh-huh. mm-hmm. you understand so the instance they are paid they can only be transferred they can only be transferred mm-hmm. can you transfer your paid up shares back to the company No because that would mean it is a share reduction and there's a whole way of doing that. Where? <laughs> yes. Just that papel notebook. Pen paper. Yeah. So so that is a share reduction which yeah. which which is a different thing altogether. Uh you would need to provide a, a financial statements to show that you're not in the red. In other instances you're required to actually get a court order for you to be able to do that. Other times you have to enter into an agreement with the company mm-hmm. to buy those shares for whatever amount but those shares don't go back to the company because that is a share reduction. It means that money is not there in the company. Mm-hmm. Yes. Hey. Yeah. All right. Mm. Okay. Let's go back to that company of ours. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the deep. <laughs> Basically it's what's happening right now yeah. there's so many companies now, now that company you wanted to rescue mm-hmm. tell us about that business rescue now this business rescue is what we call an alternative to liquidation mm-hmm. remember the last time we said liquidation is actually selling off the company assets mm-hmm. to settle the debts of the company mm-hmm. but in this regard and which is also done by an insolvency practitioner So this other alternative is what we call administration. So administration is where an insolvency practitioner is up, is appointed to come and run the company and to actually make the company make money or not lose its value. Mm-hmm. So we are not killing it, we are rescuing it. Mm-hmm. And this is either done by the members of the company, it's done by court or it's done by the creditors. Say hey, guys Now we need to bring in someone. Is this the same as a a debenture holder holder appointing a receiver manager? Yes. Something of the sort, right? Mm-hmm. Even by someone who has got a floating charge mm-hmm. or debenture, mm-hmm. right? So this regard is we are bringing in someone who is going to manage the affairs of the company so that we don't fold. Mm-hmm. And actually maintain the value of the company if not grow it. When you say bring, but, but someone, how, how, how many, bring someone, who is that and who decides it has to be Duncan or it has to be Carol? Who, who, who decides? Because here you are, you, you're in this dilemma. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> Nick walks in and you're like, I don't like this guy. Can I say no to that? Actually, it can be brought three ways. Okay. It can be done by the members of the company. Oh, okay. Yeah. Secondly, it can be done by the court. Usually the official receiver. Yes. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Then third, it can be brought in by the creditors. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now the debenture holders, the banks, yes. the financiers. Say, hey, guys, we, need, we, need, we need to come together, and mm. we need to. We need to rescue the company. Yes. And safeguard our interests. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so it's important that people understand that you can actually rescue a business mm-hmm. other than fold it. But, but how many times has that happened? I think I can count on, on one hand the receiverships I've seen work. Mhm. Uchumi Pungulu. Mumias. Yeah, Dudu. KQ. Wobbling. Yeah. Actually that's uh-huh. one angle to look at it eh? because um when you're revising your laws or mm. when you're coming up with policy one of the major things to look at is how has it what is the success the success rate. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, once we get into this how how well does it work mm-hmm. so that you get to know where to adjust. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the things that I pick up with this administration process is that it can only last as long as 12 months from the date of appointment of mm-hmm. an insolvency practitioner or the administrator. Mm-hmm. And they are allowed to apply to court for an extension of six months. So I'm looking at a company of, you know, substantive magnitude. Mm-hmm. What can you turn around in 12 months? Six months. 
I think I need a business. That's around the time it takes you to do a proper forensic audit and figure out what went wrong. Yeah, because okay. you see, and then now your time is over. Thank you. Yeah. Bye bye. Funga. Actually, atali shindo. Niliwambia ikitu. Niliwambia angalia. Even as a build up. Eh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, as a build up to the question that Charles uh, asked. Uh, yeah. Uh, who decides? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So we've we've seen who decides. Uh-huh. So once we decide, mm-hmm. then these people have to get into the company, mm-hmm. do an audit of it, provide a proposal, mm-hmm. which has got to be approved by the official receiver, and it has to be filed in court. Wait, does this apply even for just uh, a creditor debenture holder appointing a receiver? Or yeah. this is purely for this new insolvency act and this new tract? Actually, just for administration. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so that now, every other time you have to go back and report against your proposal that mm. was approved. Mm-hmm. So that is f- sort of like oh, your so performance. Oh, so you had a KPI? Yes. Because this this was your proposal. It this was is interesting. So you go do your stuff, mm-hmm. but you always have to come back and report and say this is the far that I have gotten mm-hmm. uh, with regard to my proposal. And remember, this proposal is time is time bound. Mm-hmm. You've got twelve months to do this, and you can only apply for an extension for a further six months. What happens uh, after mm-hmm. month eighteen? Now we have to go back and mm-hmm. see: Is this company in good health? What if it still isn't? If it still isn't then i think the other the other the other route would have to go is the liquidation route well oh, let's so wait yes. so so <laughs> wait so as a company owner yeah. you take my company for 18 months mm-hmm. in akushinda also mm-hmm. unauza unajeli kwa kushinda in the first place yeah, okay, okay. but ningeuza hapo kabla it devalue bro <laughs> assuming that it has devalued uh, uh, most times it devalues yeah so and i mean I think, I think the, the, the problem i'm seeing uh, uh, in practice is hmm. You take someone who has a background, say, in construction, and mm. ask him to run uh, a failing hotel or you know, a sugar factory, like, bro, mm. there's no connection. And it used to happen a lot back in the early 2000s. True that. When I was working with the bank, it was so common. Mm-hmm. I think we had like three receive, uh, this, uh, practitioners. I don't want to name them because while she came up with Nimbili, I don't want to to name them. But there are three, four guys mm-hmm. who would be all the any file we had. Who took the last one? The next guy, the next day, the fourth file, same guy. Oh, same guy. Yeah. It didn't matter their expertise. So just they go in the auction or they can auction on a fungio company. They move on to the next. But remember now, mm-hmm. the Insolvency Act actually gives the mandate to the official receiver to regulate this. Mm-hmm. So, remember we are even saying, by the time you're being appointed as a liquidator or ad- administrator, you must have passed a certain criteria so that one, you're licensed mm-hmm. as an insolvency practitioner. And the last time I said, I don't think we're even more than 40 in the mm. country, right? Whoa. Yeah. Yes. And I'm one not surprised the, to hear yeah, that. One of the criteria is that you must show, you must show your experience in dealing with liquidation matters, insolvency matters. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so you're licensed. And that's, that sounds like a cash 22. You need experience to be licensed and you need the license to get experience. No, you see, uh, by the time say if you're working, if you're working and uh, you're an understudy. Okay. That that still counts for oh, an advocate yes. who's been handling those matters and what. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Duncan, okay. someone is asking here. Okay, mm. fine. All the, what you're saying uh, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. They've seen uh, some things happen, practical analogies and all that. Mm. But he's asking about the the money's involved when you're going through this whole process which nick was asking and you kept saying let's go back a bit you would answer then nick would ask him say let's go back a bit i'm like hey this is an onion <laughs> <Shrek>. <laughs> layers and layers, layers you know, like, then why am i opening a company i should be the sole director <laughs> yeah <laughs> the money's involved because okay. there's that uh, that fear I'm done. I need to go away. Yeah, as uh, Nico was saying, I'm done. I need to go away. Can we harakisha this thing? Mm. You take your shares. I take mine. Everybody's happy. I'll walk into the sunset. Cheers. It's been real. So, um, we're talking about transfer of shares. We're talking about forfeiture of shares. What we charge or what BRS charges mm-hmm. is something that is called a facilitative fee. It's, it's not... Oh. And it's statutory fees. Mm-hmm. It's actually fees that has been passed by the National Assembly mm. and which figure 
can only be altered by the national assembly a myriad of things that you're doing you're doing a share transfer you're doing an appointment of a director mm. exiting another one exiting another one so it is from the range of about 500 to mm. about 3000 let me ask depending when, on the, how big the company yes, is yes but remember yeah. i have to make a distinction because when i want to believe when the listener is asking about the fees mm. they're not only talking about the statutory fees they are also talking about the lawyer fees and uh, i'd like uh, nick to answer that because <laughs> you see wakati wana charge 60000 you know ile pesa inaingia kwa coffers ya serikali yes is kidogo sana facilitative fee you know you take 10200 okay duncan duncan and nick this is macaus as in case of companies with one director shareholder what happens when they pass on legally who has a claim over the assets of ownership and this is just one person 16 minutes past 7 o'clock can you answer that question we get back nick give us the numbers they can write to what Charles is on to kwachia we are galia bana 0701984984 legal insider legal insider will be back in the next 20 seconds or so this is capital <laughs> Yeah, it's a legal insider. Uh, we're just having a ball here. Nick says he's going to sue me at some point because the show is moving too fast. And you know I'll win. <laughs> <laughs> you know you're my lawyer. You sue me and represent yourself. Anyway, <laughs> Nick did it. Wait, you're saying I'll lose because I'll defeat myself thereby? What? Yeah, you'll defeat okay. it because of the question that's coming here to you and right. whatever. In case of... Uh, there's one director the one shareholder what happens when they pass on legally who has a claim over the assets and ownership and uh, i don't know how common this is maybe duncan but yeah the lawyer is here i think he can answer that for us and i'm i'm, I'm glad this has come up because duncan had mentioned something about yeah. shares being someone's property uh-huh. so the same way your title did peke yako yeah and you pass on that title and that property forms part of your estate yeah that property that is comprised in that company and those shares will form part of your estate so it will just follow the pro, uh, the normal probate and succession process that's correct okay so basically what we are saying is and uh, i think the, the 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 aim of having this program in part is to mm. ensure that we enlighten people mm-hmm. correct now this is well, some of the, the main part yes <laughs> yes this this is one of the pitfalls of a company that is solo owned mm. So you pass on what happens to the going concern what exactly. happens to this company mm. who makes who is going to make decisions because you are solo who's going to sign checks who's going, who's to, going to, to pay salaries yeah. you understand who's yeah. going to even receive money like yeah. yes mm. so when when people are forming companies i think it's important that they start thinking about succession mm. what mm. happens if and when I'm not there. Mm-hmm. So in this case, I want to believe someone like Macau probably runs a company. Yeah. And 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 now probably for I mean it's life they pass on. Then what becomes of the company? Mm. You have liabilities, you have assets. How do you I mean, does the company go with you like we say in in Kenya that mm. the founders of the companies once they pass on they go with the companies. With it, yeah. So Basically uh, it's important that you think through from cradle to grave of your business mm-hmm. so that in the event that you get yourself in certain instances then you get to know what you're going to do because what Nika said is that this is part of your property so basically we are saying this will form part of your estate mm-hmm. whoever takes it is if you died uh, and and you, you you had a will then it it passes on to the person who you appointed In the case that you didn't have a will, you didn't die with a will, then we have to go through the whole court process 
and then someone is going to be nominated families can agree families can fight yes oh, so meanwhile oh goodness. what happens uh, to the company yes yes so in as far as our books will be concerned or the books of the register of companies are going to be concerned is that those shares are going to read the estate of so and so and then of course you're no longer a director because you don't you, i mean you've passed on death is one of the reasons why you can be outed as a director quickly yeah, yeah. so <laughs> that company remains untouched yeah but still hey. <laughs> let's go back to our share transfer <laughs> do you pay taxes on that you know, stamp duty or anything yes you do do you pay capital gains on those no if it's capital gains is on your land no it's on capital or, it, or on capital yeah yeah now it you only pay stamp duty in as far as filing with us is concerned but mm-hmm. i know kra is going to chase you for capital gains mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes and actually they're doing what's, that what's quite a, often what's the stamp duty it's 0.01% of the value of shares that you're transferring the declared value yes declared value okay so on capital That's gains not so bad. on capital gains we're <laughs> going to look at the other value <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah so so all this information about b- businesses and liabilities and all these mm. uh, assets insolvency i can can i someone is asking can i get it through what we spoke here, uh, last week about in the brs the business registration services can i get all that information yes yes this information is there yeah brs.go.ke you're going to find um, a lot of information and it has been simplified mm-hmm. we've tried to simplify it um i know that uh, brs has also worked on a braille manual oh that's yes. good that's really dope yes. dope yeah i didn't even know that um they've also tried to interpret the service charter mm-hmm. to swahili mm-hmm. excellent yes and i mean there's a lot to be done because you see this is public service it is mm. the, the the challenge is to reach every kenyan and to ensure that they're able to understand what information they need to get where to get it and how to do it i like that that they need to understand yeah, yeah. i like that too. they understand yeah. it if you go here you'll get this talk say yeah, yeah mm. i like i really mm. like that mm. there's no. a question no. okay sorry Nick, sorry. you go 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 with the question yeah there's a question here this when i was because every time when i come to the office we brainstorm we would ask me questions and you know my boys mm-hmm. the, the jam mm-hmm. with the boys they come and sit there and ask me millions of questions like well, what do you think <laughs> and as much as possible i try to answer them in the simplest terms which is uh, i never succeed anyway but that's okay uh i get through them because we laugh about it it's just something that we will talk about next week and i mm-hmm. think Nick, you and i talked about it okay there's the media asked, but my mm-hmm. boss asked me there was a time the swedish government uh tried to help the kenyan government uh make it easier from the registration point of view and uh, records and all that digitize it completely and just make it viable you know you can i can look for mm-hmm. nick's company like that but they failed and just walked away and he was asking why is that what happened at that time before we started getting the business registration services what was the problem i know you're not the right person to ask this question because we can get uh, maybe it is maybe yeah, it is. yeah but why has it taken one of the questions they were asking in the office why has it taken so long so long for some of these people uh, to get the services that they need you go to court your file is not been seen but in a tafutwa you go you come back after 18 days you're told it's been found now we are looking into it you go back and this time probably you're staying in katonzwen uh, so oh, that means you're spending uh, uh, you keep coming back you keep coming back and then you're told okay fine the day of the court case is going to be this the day you appear the lawyer is there the judge is missing Hey Charles, <laughs> it's not always that bad. No, no, no. Hey. I'm just saying what use Goodness. what use. This Lawyer, was, you could no, judge this court. <laughs> what, what have you gone through? See, to me, have a case. See, see me, see me after this. No, eh? I will. You and Dan can we'll have we'll have a chat about. No, it's what they were saying in the office when, uh-huh. they, when we said like guys what they've gone through and all that. What's different now? Yeah, and actually I have I have another follow-up question on that Correct. because I have, I have a client who was swindled like that when we had uh, the, yeah, the, files the old school yeah, files yeah exactly so if you have say IBM computer <laughs> services <laughs> yes, <sir>. limited IBM computer services agencies limited oh my so every time someone writes you a check and on gets up for agencies and they go bank so they, they ride on this file they yeah. open a bank account and all no that doubt, yeah then when that business is found out they run away and they they hide the physical file 
And yeah. she, okay, and the Sherry House as it was then. Sherry House, yeah. yeah. Thank you. So, uh, I'll answer that question generally because I'm not aware about that Swedish support. But I know that technology was one of the you know, one of the pitfalls. Mm-hmm. Were we ready to consume this product called technology to make sure that we digitize and digitalize our records? Oh, I like that. Because the company's registry like so many other registries in the country are a repository of records mm-hmm. so the aim in my opinion and actually this is out of experience mm-hmm. is that as a repository your main aim is to make sure that one you have factual records accurate records and complete records number one I was fortunate enough to participate in some of these uh, digitalization and digitization processes and one of the things that the experts were saying is that make sure that the information being captured in the repository is actually inputted by the client. So today whatever record that the registrar or any other repository holds should be one that has been given to them. There is nothing that you input as a backend officer. Hmm. Number one. Mm. Secondly, is to ensure that this information is easily retrievable. Because if we came here and we stored paper records in this studio, mm-hmm. as opposed to digitizing and digitalizing these records in the computers that we have here, mm. what would be easier to retrieve? So the second component would be how do you store this information? Mm-hmm. And the way you store it, how tamper proof is it? Yeah, cuz that's a big issue. Very right? Good. Yeah. Very good. So thinking. those are the things that oh, so in my opinion would be. And then <laughs> let's talk about this <laughs> IBM <laughs> <issue>. server. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> 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 sorry, go. I'm sorry. Not that one. In a Sharia house. Sharia house. But even remember, Nick, which 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 question is very important to answer? Mm. What is this that is contained in the server? Mm-hmm. What is contained in the server is what was input as a repository even the mm-hmm. server is a repository mm. true so whatever it is you fed to the server mm. is what you're going to get out mm. and i'll tell you that's one of the security features that these registries use they can be able to tell which is mm. a genuine document from mm. there there and actually two would be genuine but which one was issued first mm-hmm. then to this second follow up question on uh, uh yeah, those tricks guys used to yes default people and and that we call double registrations mm-hmm. and a double oh. registration is where a name is either same or similar to an existing entity to an existing entity and these the crafters of the companies act 2015 law contemplated and in the regulations they provide that the second in time has got to change the name mm-hmm. the second in time Mm-hmm. and you actually given a notice in the event that you do not comply then that company is struck off by the registrar good okay uh, uh, ha, ha, how are these notices issued because we tunajua mambo ya poster i have a post office box i can't remember the same it was open yeah maybe kuna notice yangu kampuni hapo what happens then so um remember more often than not mm-hmm. these second in time registered entities mm-hmm were not actually some of them uh, let me not say most some of them were not open in good faith mm-hmm. some were true, actually open true, true. To, to, to for to this specific for purpose, this specific yeah. purpose and those you are able to tell because you can be able to tell that they they, they are dealing with banks and mm-hmm. all that eh? so one of the documents oh, that we yeah. yes one of the documents yeah. that uh, to answer again the question if i want to look into a company charles mm-hmm. what do i do you actually visit a citizen or you visit brs.go.ke mm-hmm. you can actually retrieve something that we call an official search mm-hmm. that's CR12. a CR12. yes mm-hmm. where you are able to know who owns the company where is the company located and all that and by the way that one is done from the comfort of your 
of your home. Of your home. Yes. Yeah. It's not and it's a system generated document. Yeah. So that means if you're in a bank, you can actually be able to log in, download and uh, produce it. Mm-hmm. So one of the things is to talk to stakeholders and say for you to be able to deal with someone, ensure that they are compliant. Ask for their most recent annual return. Ask mm-hmm. for their most recent uh, official search of CR12. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that by the time they are mm-hmm. feeding that document to you, they've already come to the registry and there has been a mm-hmm. conversation that went on. Mm-hmm. And by so, the time so it that gives you some reassurance. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I would wish that uh, people would insist on these documents. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. The most recent annual return, mm-hmm. which shows the position of the company, even in terms of shareholding. And of course, now, uh, the, the, the official document, which mm-hmm. is the CR12. And by logging in service number nine, you're mm-hmm. able to pay 650 and able to retrieve it. Thank you. Wow. Yes. And I just uh, Charles is about to harass me. Oh yeah. I just finished that company. Finish, yeah. Now you've liquidated it. Ilari Bika. Mm. They rescued it work. Mm-hmm. If there's still money owed to creditors, what mm-hmm. happens? Mm-hmm. And if there's money left over, okay, that's I think Chakwanyangu, no mm-hmm. problem. But who gets paid first? And then what happens if there's still a debt left? Now, uh, once you've liquidated, of course, wanyama wote si sawa. Kuna wale ambao ni sawa kwa liko wengine. So, the, there is a criteria about who gets paid first. Mm-hmm. So, that's where now we started looking at the, the classification of shares. Oh, yeah. Employees. Yes, uh, this, uh, this I think preferential. Yeah. Eh, we're not preferential creditors. Mm. Wale ordinary. Uh, 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 and then, of course, unsecured. Other, yes, unsecured. Unsecured creditors. Yes, yeah. unsecured ones. And then also, the company also has got uh, its, its running costs. Mm-hmm. So even that has to be taken on board. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and all these are contained in the, in the reports, mm-hmm. so to speak. But you've answered that question. Okay. Yes. Well, all right. <laughs> this is interesting. Very quickly here, uh, Duncan, before I chase uh, Nick away. Mm-hmm. Uh, once, <laughs> for once, Charles Wapatikara. <laughs> in a situation where we had, we won't mention names, in a situation where we had scandals, at a, at a time in Kenya when people say they opened companies when within days they were depositing hundreds and hundreds of thousands of shillings. What happens? Just say millions. Yeah, well, millions, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That time of golden bug, you know, that uh-huh. you're watching TV and you're laughing. This guy says, I opened in five days' time, I had a couple of millions of shillings. What happened when you go to cases like that and then you investigated? Is that company struck off, thrown out, dustbin, kwisha? We'll recover the money. What happens in that case like that? The registrar of company is able to tell you who owns that company, mm-hmm. what kind of shareholding they have, mm-hmm. and uh, there are people who consume that information as government agencies, and it becomes something that is their monkey. Mystery. Because they don't come back and tell you how... No, actually, what, yeah. you see, what... what the, the big takeaway mm-hmm. about this mm-hmm. digitization and digitalization yeah. is mm-hmm. you actually have got information okay, I'm going to that ask. is verifiable. You know? I hear you. What's the difference between digitization and digitalization? Good one. Yeah, that's your homework for tonight. Thank you. What's that, Charles? Yeah. You know what it is? Thank you. has to come so, back so, again. So much dogo, man. I thought the point of the show was to that's educate. That's where we are going to I'm, start. I'm, in the uh, I'm, I'm educate people. Charles, you teach us pet. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, guys. This is... Ah, I was trying to ask my boss to give us another 30 minutes, but that's not possible. Yeah, because uh, the other people have to come in and do the show. But... I'd like you to come back again, Danke, because this is amazing, man. This is amazing. And uh, as Nick said, we've not touched anything. Roger, mm. Next time, I'll, I'll have done my homework. Ah, yeah. I'll come with the questions <laughs> you can't answer. Go just uh, uh, you will rule. You will rule the day. What is the repository <laughs> of records, Nick? The, the is it procedural? Is it authorized? <laughs> oh. Nick, the aim of the show is to make people know this stuff. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But yeah. I think Nick also. I'm going to do more for your homework. No, Nick, no, you're not going to come put his ass here. We'll never say. We'll never say. We'll never say. I'll just be my end. But he done can to keep talking. Yeah. Anyway, thank you so much. Twenty five. Cheers, you'll be back definitely Nick thank you so much as usual thank you Charles. a great sense of humor and uh, by the way a promo is running by the way I don't know whether you've heard it I haven't heard it no it's running by the way what we recorded it's 
Sounds good, but you're on your kazi kesho. You're on your kazi kesho. Thank you so much. Remember, every Thursday we're here, 6.30, 7.30, on the Legal Insider. Insider. So your questions, whatever you want to ask. We've got brains here, IQs at 200,000. <laughs> <laughs> Duncan Mora, <laughs> thank you so much for coming through. Nick Ndeda, as usual, every Thursday. But Duncan, remember, you're coming back, bro. No, it is anytime, anytime. Lazima. All is a pleasure. Lazima. All is a pleasure. This has been fantastic. Duncan. Fantastic. Thank you so much. All right, stand by tomorrow, Farid, in the morning. The ladies, of course, jamming with the boys in the afternoon. Exactly 25 minutes to 8 o'clock. Ah, yeah, the hype is coming up with Wanjira. It continues. Good evening. The best mix of music, Capital Panthers.